Hello everyone and welcome back guys to a brand new video where today we're here back for episode 34 of the Unnamed Motorsport Podcast. We've seen the F1 2021 season, of course, if you missed out last week where Jamie and I went through our Abu Dhabi Grand Prix review. Controversial still, um, you know, the temp tempers are still flaring, you know, I, I still cry into a pillow every night. Jamie still is out there partying as you'd expect, or he was out there partying well. all, up until now, Jamie... <laughs> It's all gone wrong, yeah. hasn't it? Up, up until the day I finished university for the term and then got COVID, which was ideal. Yeah, so, so Jamie is for 10 days. a or hopefully going to be a COVID survivor. Of course, we'll see next well, week if he's still here. I almost wasn't on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it was peak times, but we're good. Good, Just good. a bit, I'll be sniffling a lot, but apart from that, we're all good. I'll be honest, guys, as you might tell, I'm a bit further away from my mic this week. I'm a bit worried I might catch a computer virus off him, <laughs> so fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll still be safe. But yeah, before we get into it, though, I think we I think we all stand together in hoping Jamie makes a swift recovery from yeah. his diseases. Um, but yeah, today we're here back for the important stuff. The most important thing to come out of F1 2021. Of course, the FIA have done their prize gala. A champion has been crowned. But far more importantly for the driver and the teams, we're here for the first annual unnamed motorsport podcast <laughs> end of season rewards yes the one that all the drivers want to win yeah max verstappen can kip his world championship as I'd long rather as he like the faa gala lewis hamilton isn't here yeah lewis so. hamilton has not been able to attend this one he might win some awards though like the faa prize gala um but we've come up with six categories hit six categories was it jamie i've already lost count uh, is it six or was five, it seven but technically one of them's got three subcategories. Yes, yes. We've got one, so. two, three, four, five. No, we've come up with six, I think, remember? No, it was was it five, was it six? How we don't we even know how many seven? categories we've Just let's come go, up with. go through it and see what happens. Yeah, one, two, three, four, <laughs> four. I've got six, I think. Yeah. Here on my uh, one, two, three, four. I've only got well, I've got five, but one of them's got three three parts to it. I've got six, but one of them's got three one. parts to it. Did you do best race of the year at the end? I didn't do overtake. No, I didn't, no, I didn't do, do overtake either. Oh, no. Oh, we've, we've already bottled oh, it, lads. We've already well, bottled it. Right, we'll, well Jamie, I'm going to give you time <laughs> as the podcast goes on then uh, to bring to, to the table your, yeah, your best race of the year. But yeah, we've got best race of the year, as you've probably already guessed, because this is already becoming a train wreck of an episode. We've got driver of the year. We've got race win of the year. Non-race win of the year. Um, best team play of the year. Our best positive and negative of the year. And like we said, that's got three subcategories. So that is going to be best, uh, biggest surprise, sorry, I should say. So we've got positive team, negative team, positive driver, negative driver, and then one-off race as well, which I guess you could kind of put like under... by a driver in one race. Yeah, but like the biggest surprise result of the year, rather than obviously someone that consistently did well, who had like one shiny example from the season so i don't know about jamie i've sort of come up with like three or four examples for each one and that obviously we're going to just yeah, discuss here today um obviously as well we are definitely going to forget some ones so please let us know down in the comments obviously ones that we've completely forgotten about for this one but jamie driver of the year then let's kick this off with the big one <laughs> uh unsurprisingly my first choice of driver here is max verstappen uh, I don't know if anyone saw that coming, but yeah, I think to take the fight completely to Lewis Hamilton, obviously win the fight, regardless how it ended, it was a fair, it was a uh, deserved title, and yeah, I think it's it's hard to argue against the world champion, um, when his car wasn't that dominant at all, it was maybe 
better for spells of the season, but overall are fairly equal. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah Max Verstappen is my choice. Fair enough. Have you got any sort of others you'd like got, to bring yeah, to second, the front as well? I, I, I mentioned Carlos Sainz. Um, I think we, we spoke about him a lot last week. He's done super well in that Ferrari this year. Obviously, yep. a new team. Best um, of the rest. done really well. Yeah, finished fifth in the championship. Best of the rest. Ahead of his teammate. Four podiums to one. Um, yeah. Obviously, we love categorizing drivers by how many podiums they get here exactly um, <laughs> exactly Hulkenberg in the bin yeah that's not what we want uh, yeah I think he's done super well and yeah ha- ha- if Ferrari do have a title challenging car next year it'd be very interesting to see if they want him to play number two because I don't think he will I don't no. think he deserves to so uh, yeah no, I think a lot of people I think there's been quite a big sort of build up now hasn't there of there's a huge amount of hype around Ferrari anyway for next year yeah and I think a lot of people genuinely see Carlos Sainz as a big, big threat to Charles Leclerc and maybe just sort of upsets that Ferrari sort of quite good team chemistry we saw throughout, especially yeah. the second half of the year, haven't we? Um, for me, though, again, I don't really think you can vote against Max Verstappen as driver of the year, can you? Um, Not really. <laughs> with a, a couple of exceptions through over-aggression, didn't really put a foot wrong by himself this year. You know, a couple of times wheel-to-wheel. But when you look at sort of like his individual performances, when yeah. other things have sort of haven't got in the way, other cars even, uh, yeah, he's been pretty much <laughs> unstoppable this year. When he's got a car underneath him as well, of course. Uh, others that I'd like to bring to the front, Lando Norris. Again, just yeah. like Carlos Sainz has run an incredible season, dominated against Daniel Ricciardo. Tailed off towards the end, unfortunately. For yes, but. yeah, but came back in Abu Dhabi. Third place in qualifying was very good. Got yeah. a bit unlucky in the race in the same sort of way as Charles Leclerc did. Well, didn't he? What's that, sorry? He got a slow puncture at the got end. Got a slow puncture, yeah, right at the end, which completely killed him. Um, obviously, like we've said many times, could have won Spa, <laughs> albeit because of qualifying. Could've could have won, won Monza, had McLaren let him race Ricardo, and should have won Russia. As well, or could have won Russia, I think it's fair People to say. People would have been hyping the championship so much then, because Lando won three in a row, that would have been, or three out of four, wouldn't it? Yes, yeah. That would have been crazy. <laughs> yeah, McLaren could have really been, up been picking up a lot of momentum in towards the end of the season there. Uh, Pierre Gasly, I think, is another one, obviously, who's just been super consistent all year. Um, obviously, there's been a couple of weird races, like Qatar is probably a good example, where Alpha Tauri just had no pace for some reason, just completely the took race, the strategy yeah. the wrong way. Start but, at the front row, and it's really annoying. Yes, so. yeah, but I think didn't hasn't Gasly this year scored more points by himself than AlphaTauri have ever scored yeah. as a team before, <laughs> which is insane. Yeah. even when they were Toro Rosso. Yeah, that's true, and he's obviously twenty-one to one. His teammate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did completely put away Yuki Sonoda. Yeah, had a bit. Well, Sonoda was just really good at Abu Sonoda Dhabi. Was very good in Abu Dhabi. Although yeah. Gasly still finished one place behind him. So. Yes. Yeah. Um, last one as well, I think we've got to put in the conversation of right up there this year. I still want to say Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> and a lot of it's for those Only final few races. Only so high, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if this... there were many, many of a long period of the season, he just wasn't performing to his level. Yes, yeah. I don't think. And this but is the thing, like, isn't it? If, if Bottas had done everything Hamilton had done in that car this year... We'd be going, oh, yeah. like Bottas is driver of the year, wouldn't we? Or we'd be, like he, yeah. he brought the fight to Max. But where it's Lewis Hamilton, of course, where he's had so many great campaigns, it's pushed him in a very different way this year. Like yeah. I think we've said, he's probably run his most Prost-like season we've ever seen. Um, rightfully deserved the championship as well at Abu Dhabi. 
But like we sort yeah. of agreed, they both had quite a few unlucky moments over the course of the year. So Abu Dhabi, Hamilton deserved to win it. But over the course of the year, you can really make a strong case for both of them. So yeah. I think it would be unfair to put Max in the conversation and I think like we've agreed, win it without putting Hamilton there as well. I just think I, I look at the midpoint or like the middle 10 races from Monaco until Italy. Hamilton won one race. Yes, yeah. Which is not very good for a space of 10 races to win one of them and no. that one was because Verstappen blew up at Silverstone yes I'm yeah. not sure but, yeah he yeah. had, had a bit of a dip mid-season didn't he like we yeah. tended to see sort of between like 2014 and 2018 really didn't we yeah see 2019 2020 were a little bit different just because Mercedes just had the that extra bit good. <laughs> but yeah he always seems to have a little bit of a slump mid-season most years and then obviously well 2015 he didn't obviously he was just dominant all year um but yeah, we sort of see like that little sort of Hamilton. You know, he gets a bit focused on other things going on around. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, obviously comes back absolutely swinging towards the end he, of the year. He was doing super well the last few races. Yeah, yeah. And like we said, obviously, really he did do everything still to deserve to become world champion. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, I think, though, it's yeah safe to say, really, there's no one else you can put there. Driver of the year goes to Max Verstappen. Have we got any, have we got any words from him? to collect the award tonight no <laughs> he hasn't joined us no he's too busy uh, singing supermax in Abu Dhabi still yes yeah i can't believe i don't know if you've seen that song's like number one around the world yeah. it's insane yeah absolutely insane. the new version is well better if anyone's not heard it i wasn't such a fan i'll be honest i loved it maybe because there's it's still salt too. coursing around my veins but yeah, <laughs> yeah wasn't, wasn't the biggest fan of that one right on to category number two then jamie Best race win of the year. I'm going to lie, such a, fan, a fanboy for this comment, this uh, category. Okay, bring it on. Let's so have I, a look. I thought I thought you, you three options. Okay. Uh, one of which is the French Grand Prix, which was won by Max Verstappen. Okay. Because he had both Mercedes to fight. Yeah. And overtook both of them on track with very equal cars that race. Um, the next one I've got is the US Grand Prix, where which was won by Max Verstappen. That's a good one that I had forgot about. Yeah. Because, obviously, I would argue that Mercedes was probably quicker on race pace there. And Max had massive pressure from Hamilton for, like, well, the last 15 laps or so. Yes, yeah. And held him off and won the race. And then my final option is the Styrian Grand Prix, won by Max Verstappen. <laughs> <laughs> because he absolutely obliterated everyone and won by 40 seconds. So... Yep, that's... An, uh, can we just give some context there? Of course, Hamilton pit yeah, late Hamilton on. Yeah, did pit late on. So that gave but he led him... every lap. Yeah. He was able yeah. to slow down at the end and wheels been over the line. Yes, yeah, which was very uh, dangerous and should have been banned for oh, the rest of the on. year. <laughs> <laughs> I did love people complaining about yeah, that. That was, that so was quite funny. Um, yeah, so obviously to quickly talk about those then, I've got France on my shortlist as well. So I think that's certainly one for the running. Um, USA, yeah, I completely agree. I think that one was one of the races where had Lewis won that, it would have completely changed the momentum yeah, later that was in the like year. A killer blow, I found. Especially almost. if Max had made a mistake. Yeah. And then the third one, Styria. I think. Don't get me wrong. Dominant display by Max, but gotta remember, Red Bull had quite a big advantage card that yeah, they, weekend. They, they brought a load of upgrades, and it's quite a bogey track for Mercedes and Hamilton and anyway. Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, which you know doesn't take away from how good Max was. But it certainly wasn't a mega drive either, particularly. No, he didn't have to do anything outrageous. He no, just absolutely no. dominated. Exactly. Uh, I've brought four to this one. 
Okay. So, obviously, like you said, Max at France, a late race overtake on Lewis Hamilton. I also wanted to go Max at Imola. Not a fan yeah, of his turn one antics, but after then, very tricky conditions. We saw a lot of people make mistakes all day long. Max didn't, didn't really put a foot wrong, did he? Well, he almost binned it in the, uh, the restart, but apart from that, no. <laughs> no, no, apart from that one, yeah. Um, Bottas at Turkey. Mm. I wanted to throw this one in there because... I've got that one in later, interestingly. Yes, yeah. Bottas at Turkey, I think, is quite a weird one because, of course, it was the only race he won all year and he won it with ease over Max Verstappen. Yeah. Now, Mercedes... In conditions that last year he was horrendous in. Exactly, yeah. We so... thought it was just going to be another absolutely fraudulent display by Bottas, but, yeah, dominated that one. Mercedes had a small car advantage that weekend. I think we can all agree. Yeah. But you'd expect Max Verstappen still to be able to give him run for his money and Max has really had no answer that weekend. No. Yeah, Bottas. I don't know. He just suddenly turned up. It was when he got sacked, basically, from Merck, wasn't it? That yes, he just had a yeah. spell of, like, four races doing really well. You and then they giving engine pens. Yeah, you just kind of saw him... Like, the pressure seemed to come off <coughs> by Valtteri yeah. Bottas, and he seemed to just be comfortable in his ability again. But I think for me, and I know what... You know exactly what I'm going to say here. Yeah. <laughs> there can be no other race than Brazil. I'm sorry. I, I just think the way that that car was, no one else was ever going to win that race. <laughs> But Max Verstappen right. tried to make sure he didn't, and he couldn't make that one. Incredible how fast the engine was that weekend. But Hamilton, you could tell by the way Hamilton was driving, though, even from so free deep. practice. Yeah. Hamilton decided that weekend, it was one of those ones that we see a few times a year, where Hamilton <clears> goes, <throat> right, I'm winning this one, and no one else gets a look in. <laughs> it is also true that without a sprint race, he wouldn't have won that. And yeah. Um wouldn't have won it or it would have been a lot more difficult to well, win it i think i don't think he would have done starting 20th versus starting 10th there's no way he still remember how quickly he got to 10th though in the sprint it was only really the cars yeah. he had to re-overtake that were the difficult ones obviously got a bit lucky don't get me wrong i'm not going to say this having the sprint qualifying made it any harder for him but even then 10th to first in a grand prix is yeah really incredible sense. anyway I can I can allow Hamilton to have that one. Are we are we saying Hamilton Brazil is driver yeah. of the year? Yeah, I it's think a very good drive. And yeah, I think like we said, obviously, a lot of people as well sort of talk about that was really the turning point as well because had Max been able to, you know, run him off the road and Hamilton couldn't have done anything there, obviously Max would have then just Rosbergd his way to the championship. So Hamilton yeah. knew that was a must-win situation as well, and of course kept him in the fight to the end of the year. So. Yeah, Hamilton then, driver of the year, a uh, drive of the year, sorry, oh, come, at careful. the Brazilian Grand Prix. <laughs> Let, oh, sorry, race win of the year at uh, the Brazilian Grand Prix then. Let's go into then, non-race win of the year. So this right. was for a driver that did really well, yeah. but didn't take the dub. I've got some options. I've got four options for this, actually. Good, good. Uh, I've also got four. My first, first one is... Leclerc at Silverstone. Yes, I had um, forgot about that one. That's a very good shame. Because he, he led, obviously, 50 laps out of 52 in a car that didn't really deserve to be in the lead. No. Nope. Um, probably third fastest on the day, maybe fourth. Third fastest that weekend, definitely. Probably third, yeah. And then, yeah, really good pace. Obviously, as soon as we saw Hamilton get the penalty, everyone at the track was like, oh, Bartas is winning then because he's right behind Leclerc yep. and the car's way quicker. And then Charles just bought out a gap very nearly kept it to the end of the race it would have been a very deserved win actually did also win. can we so. add as well had engine issues 
which yeah, doesn't get talked actually. about much, but <clears throat> could have made the difference there. Yeah, because he's only two laps away anyway. So, yeah, Leclerc at Silverstone, very good performance. His only podium this season. But yes, yeah. Very, very good performance for him to come second there. Um, I've also got uh, Bottas at Italy. Yes, um, that's another good one I forgot about. Because he obviously got, uh, what, Friday qualifying sprint king or whatever, speed yep. king. Uh, then won the sprint race um, and then had engine pen started last and came through to third place. Which um, again, was the weekend he'd been confirmed he was leaving. Yeah. He was what? How far off? The, uh, doing some research. He was, yeah, five seconds off the win. Starting 19th. So, <laughs> and, despite like... Yeah, McLaren were yeah, rapid that weekend as well. McLaren were very quick that weekend. So, yeah, Bottas at Italy, good good option i think uh i've also just gone for max at baku because he was obviously going to win that quite at arm's length and then pirelli decided that he didn't deserve four tires anymore um so yeah that's an option max at baku when he had the tire blow out not far from the end and i've also gone for uh lando norris at the austrian grand prix where he came third um behind verstappen and bottas but would have been second if not for a very harsh five second penalty yes uh, yeah. and overtook Hamilton on track beat well was ahead of both Mercedes the whole first in so yeah and yeah, weirdly enough then Jamie we've gone with four each and none of them are the same oh that's not really get confusing is it this is this is going to get very difficult very quickly so you've gone with Max at Baku Lando at Austria Charlotte Silverstone and Bottas at Italy Bottas at Italy four very very good shouts I have gone with them. Fernando Alonso at Qatar. Mm. Very good weekend. Alpine was surprisingly strong as well, which sort of came out of nowhere. Yeah, they were. Um, controlled the pace. Did pretty well, obviously, on dead ties against Sergio Perez. Yeah, as good well. pace management. Yeah. And it just kind of looked like a... It was one of those odd podiums where throughout pretty much all the race you knew it was going to happen. And I think, to be honest, that showed why it was such a good race by Fernando Alonso. Yeah. And nice to see him Just back on the podium. From nowhere. Similar sort of vibes then. Seb at Baku. Yes, I'm putting Seb as a positive oh, in wow. this. Who'd have thought it? <laughs> got a bit lucky with the tyres. And obviously his teammate getting a puncture, so obviously got the call then. But, has to be said as well, did very, very good on his tyres early on in the race. And again, a bit like Alpine yeah. at Qatar. Aston, Aston Martin really just good. looked good that weekend. Which was good to see. Yeah, when they've been like 7th the rest of the season pretty much and then they just suddenly have a random good weekend at Baku yeah yes yeah um my sort of side ones though land a bit like this is sort of more like your vibes of Max at Baku as well um Lando at Russia oh that's a bit different he he messed up himself messed up himself but up to that point had done really really well yeah and looked in control of that Grand Prix and then last but not least Again, a bit controversial, so I wanted to put it in the conversation, but I don't think it'll <laughs> win it. Hamilton Abu Dhabi. No, it's not. Oh. <laughs> it's George Russell at Spa, because that qualifying yeah. lap was insane. That lap was incredible. Yeah. I I wouldn't want to give it to the best non-win to somebody who did two laps on the same Yes, car, yeah. This, I, th- I wanted to put it out there still. Yeah. I didn't want to seem like it was forgotten about. Um. But yeah, for me, to be honest, looking at all of those, I'm just trying to think, obviously, back through yours. Baku, again, I sort of struggled to give it to someone that didn't finish. 
Yeah. Again, we just, I, I understand why you've put him in there, but again, it's sort of the bit of the same as George, isn't it? Really. Um, yeah. You I know, think Leclerc Max could have done something. Leclerc as well. He was kind of put in that position because Hamilton and Max came together. Yeah. Bottas is an option. Bottas, Bottas, I think to be honest, Bottas is the one screaming out to me so far. I think yeah. because that Monza one, usually... if Hamilton had done that. Like we just said, as race win of the year. Yeah, exactly. I think... I'm happy to put Bottas there if you are. Yeah, go for it. We we love Valtteri here. We we are all Valtteri stands. He's going to be our Alfa Romeo man of 2022. Um, Yeah, yeah, so there we go then. Mercedes picking up more silverware then. Valtteri Bottas wins best non-race win of the year. That sums up Bottas really, doesn't it? Yep, the best at not winning. (laughs) Yeah. Let's go then into the next one, which is best team play of the year. I think we've probably got the same options here. Probably. I, I've come up with two. I've come up with three. Okay. <laughs> so I think the one that I think will win is uh, Alpine at Hungary. Yep. Um, because obviously Alonso basically gave up on the win by just holding off Hamilton for about eight laps. Yes like super good defending from Alonso like ridiculous yeah I think without that obviously Hamilton would have rinsed past everyone else and won the race so basically protected Ocon from Hamilton and my other one uh, Sergio Perez in Abu Dhabi for yeah absolutely training Hamilton through that last sector ridiculously well yes yeah so so yeah yeah. rather predictably I've got those (laughs) two I also just wanted to throw into the mix very different vibes to those two. McLaren at Italy. Mm. That's basically just team orders, though, wasn't it? We see that all the time. Only won two of the year, though, for any team, which was big. And, of course, let's not forget, Lando Norris could have won that race, but didn't, and let Ricardo have the glory. Yeah, I think that's what's being part of a team really isn't it exactly exactly <laughs> out, i don't know i've yeah out of the other two i would very much swing towards alonso as yeah. good as perez's was it wasn't great racing particularly was it it was just let's be fair wow. and don't get me wrong he did the job perfectly he was just being a dick <laughs> it was okay in 2016 wasn't it <laughs> It wasn't five seconds in the, like a lap, though, was it? <laughs> that was so funny that it was like generally one lap. You couldn't see Hamilton, you couldn't see Verstappen down the back straight. The next lap, he's, he's right, right there. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think Alonso's though was great racing, wasn't it? it and was, even yeah. though obviously it would have been for me anyway, nice to see Hamilton win that one. You cannot deny Alonso did Incredible everything within the rules as well, which was the big. thing. I saw there. Um, there was a clip on Sky. Sky Sports they do with like the um they do like a challenge with the drivers where they, they say who's who's more likely out of you two, that sort of thing. And they did it with the Alpine drivers and the question was who drove better at Yes, Hungary? and they both thought each other. And they didn't both they? put each other, yeah. I mean they were always going to, weren't they? Yeah. Like imagine Ocon goes in there, Yep, I was the yep. better man that day. It was all me. <laughs> I want so could have crashed on that one and I would have slapped yeah. everyone anyway. I mean we say that, Seb might have been able to do something later on. Without yeah. any fuel in the car. Yeah, yeah, it was under fuel. That's why it's so quick. Exactly. That's why he was able to stick near <laughs> Estman Ocon of all people. So, yeah. 
Alpine trusting the plan and getting the getting the trophy. The best teamwork. Yeah, L plan. And like we said, it was nice to see Alonso get rewarded for that in Qatar as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Coming the it end would have been such year. a shame if he hadn't got a podium. Yes, yeah. So there we go then. Alonso, I think it's safe to say, picks up our best team play of the year, rather predictably. Who uh, sees that coming honest. in 2007? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, out of Hungary of all places. <laughs> it was probably revenge for them, wasn't it, really? Yeah. All those, all those vibes come back then. So... Let's get in. Do we want to do best race of the year or do we want to go into our biggest surprises? I think race first. Race of the year. I've got three here. I've put two down, but I didn't really think about it that long. Okay, that's fair enough. What what are your two? (laughs) And I've sort of, this is just by pure memory of which races stick out to me as really exciting ones to watch live. Um... So I've gone for uh, Baku or Saudi Arabia, just because they were crazy. Right, okay. we've gone with very different races here. <laughs> the range of emotions that I experienced through, especially Baku, like, oh, this is great. Max is going to win a one-two, easy. Then five laps to the end, he's out. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is depressing. And then Hamilton obviously messes up his braking into turn one and goes straight on. Like, And then Gasly gets a podium as well, unbelievable. So, yeah, I think... The Baku race had such a, a roller coaster emotions. Yes, sort of similar yeah. to Abu Dhabi, I guess, but that was more dead for like the most of the race. Yeah, or almost all the race really. Um, and then Saudi Arabia was obviously just ridiculous and mental and very funny. I think yeah, so, Saudi Arabia was just carnage. Yeah, yeah. It was like watching a, a sprint race in real life from F one twenty twenty one. To be honest, if we were doing a worst race of the year award. I'd probably be inclined to put Abu Dhabi and Saudi Arabia in there. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like, even even as a Hamilton fan, watching the end of Saudi Arabia, even I wasn't that happy with it. It was just a disaster. And then, of course, Abu Dhabi was... That, uh, Saudi Arabia. What's that? Everyone was fuming after Saudi, though. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, though, I've put France... Yeah. was a good, honest, clean battle, which, as we got towards the end of the year, would have been nice to see more often. Yeah. <laughs> I think we would have appreciated that in yeah. Spain a bit more. Um, but yeah, that one was really, really good. Obviously, proper battle. Both cars pretty even on race pace. And all the four cars in the battle as well. Bottas yes. and Perez were yeah. pretty relevant, that race. That was the other good thing for that one. Russia, I wanted I to put in there. live, unfortunately. No, but, that's yeah. fair <laughs> enough. Uh, was... Prime Hamilton absolutely nailing the strategy. Max did really well to go from the back. Yeah, but (laughs) Hamilton said it as well. I suppose, yeah. Hamilton put trust in the team when Lando didn't. Obviously, you had the whole sort of Lando storyline alongside that. Obviously, everything falling apart for him at the end. Um, Russia delivered a good race, which, again, a bit like France. It was nice to see it actually delivering a good race, which was important. And then, of course, I've got to come back to Brazil. Because even when you look past Hamilton, there was just a lot of good racing all up and down the field. Really? Yeah. I don't remember anything other than Hamilton. Well, I mean, there was a lot of focus on Hamilton, obviously, closing up to Verstappen, wasn't there? But there was some good battles up and down the order. I don't remember any of them. Sorry. Did you watch the race live? (laughs) Yeah, I I think I did. Well, now now I'm disappointed. Well, name me some, but I might remember them. Uh, you had Ocon, and I want to say uh, it was the Alpines and the Alpha Towers battling it. Oh yeah, Gasly came back through the Al- the, Al- the Alpines, didn't he? Yeah. Um, obviously, Lando's good recovery drive from the puncture. I completely forgot you got a puncture. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sights yeah, in the club. I, I was probably too annoyed. <laughs> I think yeah. there was. There was I, I don't want to give it to Brazil. You don't so. want to give it to Brazil. <laughs> what were your two again then? Baku and Saudi. I don't think oh, we can give no. it Saudi. Yeah. <laughs> Do we. France is the ones. No, can we say France was race of the year? France and Russia, race of the year. It just seems wrong. Yeah. I'm happy to go Baku. Neither of our drivers won. We're not biased. Yeah, I suppose we'll go Baku, shall we? Baku was fun. It feels wrong doing that, though, as well, doesn't it? In many ways. <laughs> Can we put Baku, Baku as race. race of the year? Leclerc was pole. There was a good battle for the lead at the start. Do we put Monza as race of the year? Monza was good, actually. Monza? Are we going to say Monza breaks the shortlist? Neither of us had it shortlisted. Monza was fun. Ricardo wins. There we go. Monza, race of the year. <laughs> <laughs> After it didn't even make the shortlist. Yeah, no, I, I'm happy to put that down if you are. Yeah, there we go. Good race, lots Mo- of drama. Monza, race of the year then. So, into our final three sort of subcategories within a category then. We are going to go with our biggest positive slash negative slash biggest sort of surprises of the year. Uh, this has been split into three categories, like we mentioned. Best surprise team, worst surprise team, driver and single race by a driver so Jamie do you want to start with yeah. team okay I think it's probably quite predictable because the team performance is quite static throughout the whole year so we, I've gone for the positive surprise comparing to 2020 uh, I've got Red Bull slash Ferrari probably Red Bull just edging it because they were generally usually getting on for a second off the Mercedes most of last year um, and yeah came with the fastest car to many races this year and most races this very year. close yeah so I think Red Bull were yeah absolutely nailed it obviously the regs played into their hands quite a lot um, or played against Mercedes more so but they still nailed it and really ran a very good season didn't win the Constructors Championship though didn't win the Constructors no. that was mainly down to Perez to be honest yeah, well, I mean, they were basically just throwing Perez under the bus later on in yeah. the year, weren't they? Um, yeah. you, you touched on my team now. I'm putting Ferrari as my biggest yeah. surprise of the year. They, I, I almost went for them. They were, came back from 2020 very well. Horrendous 2020. Built a really good car for 2021. Or not not towards the start of the year, but brilliant teamwork. Consistent. Two fantastically consistent drivers. And let's not be... Let's not try and take away from them either. McLaren should have probably been further ahead later on into the year. It should have been Ferrari either just edging them out in the final couple of races. But where Ferrari had been so consistent early on, actually ended up walking it after McLaren really dropped the board in the last few races. Yeah, McLaren should have absolutely smashed the first half of the season, really. They were third fastest most races. Yes, yeah. So, then, for yeah, me, Ferrari were the biggest, biggest... And... As well, obviously, going back to... Ferrari seem to have got rid of a lot of their issues with, you know, d- d- strategies and things like that. There weren't many glaring yeah, mistakes this really year. Good. Operational errors were very much reduced. Two pole positions as well. Two pole positions as well. Clearly, you've got some good pace. Uh, the rule changes didn't really sort of seem like they kind of screwed or massively played to Ferrari either. Yeah. Which I think proved they just put a lot of hard work in. They've been very, very clever with making sure all their tokens are used for next year as well. Uh, to try and yeah. build them back as a threatening team. Um, 
So yeah, I'd like to go Ferrari, to be honest. I think Ferrari as well. Are we they are we happy to go Ferrari as our best positive of the year? Yeah. There we go. In 2020, so Sorted. We'll Settled. Disappointing team of the year, then. I think we're probably both going to go similar here. <laughs> I think I've just got Aston Martin. Yeah, so have I. They finished third last... No, they should have finished third last year. Yes, yeah. Um, Obviously, everyone was like, are they literally going to win a title? They've got so much money now. Well, they weren't saying that, but they're saying third or fourth at least. Uh, And yeah, they came seventh. Yeah. And often... That was a very deserved seventh. It wasn't like they underperformed. They no. just didn't have a very good car. No. So, or very good drivers. But, um, yeah, not very good. Not very good for Aston Martin. No, no, exactly. And this was the thing, wasn't it? Again, they kind of got screwed by the rule changes heading into the new year. Yeah. But That's what happens when you copy Mercedes. Oh, exactly, exactly. Mercedes. You still see the same thing with Haas, don't you? Um, yeah. Yeah, neither driver particularly there didn't feel like there was a huge amount of really big positive races by each driver either Baku was sort of the one highlight of the year Hungary yeah. could have been but wasn't if they, if they had enough fuel yeah yeah yeah. again it's things like that it's a bit like the opposite of Ferrari isn't it quite a few operational errors completely fell yeah. backwards from last year Neither driver particularly delivered throughout a lot of the season. You can't help but feel, at the very least, they should have been a threat to Alpine and AlphaTauri, shouldn't they? They should have More been often, with yeah. them battling that out, but they just weren't, yeah. unfortunately. So, yeah, I think we can safely say uh, Aston Martin is our disappointment of the year in terms of a team. Driver, then, Jamie. Biggest positive surprise? Uh, I've got Philando Norris for this one. I just think that obviously he got outperformed by science two years in a row. Not really, Ricardo... particularly. Outscored. Sorry? Yeah, science had him in his pocket for both those years. Qualifying, they were dead even. Yeah, but you don't get any points of quality, do you? Like... Yeah, but that was based on pace, wasn't it? Although, again, we argue that science slapped Charles this year, so yeah, yeah. I'll, let you, I'll let you have it. <laughs> so I think Norris, everyone, especially after Ricardo came fifth in the championship in, for Renault in 2020 everyone sort of expected to Ricardo to go into that team and sort of pocket Norris yeah because everyone prove why he's paid a lot of money yeah people thought Ricardo was like still top 500 grid um those were the days (laughs) and uh yeah I think Norris has really really shown how good he is this year because it it's always hard to get barometer on the midfield drivers effectively but I think Norris we can safely say is like absolutely could be a champion in the right machinery yes yeah um and that's basically just been from this year, especially first half of the season. And I very, think very good performances as well for Lando Norris, isn't it? It's been a very big year of growth for him as a driver. Yeah, I think he's, he's matured a lot. a lot as well. We've seen. Um, yeah. I'd also like to throw into the mix Pierre Gasly. Yeah. All aboard that Gasly hype train now. Um, mega in qualifying, pretty much all season long. Like I already said, obviously, outscored by himself more than AlphaTauri have ever done as a team before. <laughs> yeah. Um, helped by a pretty decent car. But again, I feel most weekends he overdrove it as well. Managed yeah, to put it into shouldn't... some races. He was normally battling towards Ferrari and McLaren. which yeah, I'm... massively pocketed his teammate. Yeah, yeah. Sonoda was obviously in the bin. Again, rookie driver though. But... Yeah. I yeah, I'm more than happy to put Lando Norris as our positive surprise of the year. I think. Yeah, I think he deserves to win something after the season he's had. Yes, yeah. So there we go. <laughs> Lando Norris, our positive driver surprise of the year. Then negative driver surprise. Then Jamie. I found it difficult to actually pick one for this. 
because looking at the championship, I don't think there's been anyone that below where they should be or like that horrifically bad. I ended up going for Sonoda, which just because of where Gasly has been all season and until the very last race, Sonoda's just been nowhere near really. Like he did well in Bahrain and then that was sort of it. Yeah. Yeah, for the, he did well in in the Middle East. So that was that was all he did all year. <laughs> There's twenty races between them. Yes. So yeah, um, yeah. I feel a bit unfair putting him in the negative surprise category for me. Remember, he was an F two rookie last season. Yeah, he's come up very quickly. Alpha Tauri kind of pushed him into that seat because they didn't want to put Albon there because they didn't well, want to admit yeah. they were wrong, yeah. <laughs> which was a bit difficult. So I think for me, and obviously the fact they've given him another season next year kind of, I think, means they were aware of they probably pushed him in a bit too soon. He could have yeah. really done with an extra year of Formula 2. And I think, you know, he probably would have been second overall, I want to say, in F2 this year. Second or first, yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't have beat Piastri. Piastri's on another level. Piastri was ridiculous this year, to be fair. Um, yeah, so for me, for sort of that reason, I've gone with Danny Rick. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we said, should have pocketed Lando. You say he didn't. He sort of finished where he'd expect him to. Had we seen Danny Rick of old, he would have probably wrapped up best of the rest, or at yeah, least probably. been with them. The or fact least, that it was Leclerc, yeah. Sainz, and Lando battling, and Ricardo wasn't there was a bit disappointing. You know, yeah. he he was probably why McLaren didn't get P three overall in the constructors when they probably should have. Yeah, or well, he was the thing holding them back. And again, obviously, Monaco for him. I run these streets. Oh, that was so bad. Did you see the yes. F1 video? Yes, yeah, I was going to mention the that. predictions, that was so Him funny. saying Monaco was going to be his race of the year, and they're like, no, <laughs> it I was not. Yeah, yeah, not oh, good. Not good at all. Not good. Um, yeah, so I swing more towards Ricardo because, again, I didn't really have many expectations, so Sonoda wasn't a negative surprise. Yeah. I wanted to I ask think... you as well, quickly, talking about Sonoda, how well do you reckon he would have done in that Haas? I, I I think he's you're so limited by the the quality of the car that you can't do anything. I think he would have been on par with Schumacher. Yeah. Obviously, we saw most of the season Schumacher had the edge on Mazepin, but yeah. doesn't really matter when the car is so horrendous. No, no, exactly. Um, but that's sort of one I wanted to compare him an to. Awful lot. I don't think the rookies. I think this this crop of rookies in 2021 has been the worst for a while to be honest they've been pretty <laughs> lackluster haven't they i yeah. still have hope for mick and yuki yeah i don't want to completely write them off yet but they haven't had a good no and i think season. this was something very very interesting i read a couple of days ago as well obviously talking about mick schumacher at Haas. you kind of feel sorry for both him and mazepin the fact that neither of them had an experienced driver to learn from yeah obviously they've had an awful car all year and there's no one that can sort of give them feedback that's got a benchmark from elsewhere. Or knows how to set up an F1 car. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. We kind of saw the car towards yeah. the end of the year. It wasn't actually that far off. No. But, yeah, just it's like very, very difficult. With, when the 2019 rookies, what, Norris had Sainz? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Albon obviously had Kvyat. And then and, Verstappen. Yeah, and then Verstappen. And then Russell had Kibitza, who, while was out of the sport for a while, was still experienced. And he pocketed him. Yeah, and he did really well. So, I don't know. It's always better, I think, for a rookie to have a drive to learn from. Yes, which is why Garnier yeah. Show is going to trounce all of the next year. Really, he's going to learn so, so much about him not to defend from Valtteri <laughs> He's going to learn Lottas. how to be the best non-race winning driver. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I'd want to put Ricardo in there out of anyone. Yeah, I think Ricardo is probably fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms then of best one-off drive by someone, which again we sort of said could fit in elsewhere, I'd like to quickly give a shout out to Sonoda at Abu Dhabi. Yeah, he did well. That was surprising as well, which I guess is the whole point. Yes, yeah. And again, obviously a bit like the best non-race win of the year. Yeah, that one kind of came out of nowhere, didn't it? Proper sent it on Bottas as well. Yeah, it was the complete prime screw it, it's Bottas energy. Yeah, Bottas tax in like encapsulated. Yes, yeah. Yeah, any for you particularly? This one was kind of uh, a bit I've of just, a... I've gone for Bottas in Turkey because yes, literally yeah. after qualifying when... Was it did Hamilton have a good penalty that race? Uh, yeah, but you already knew that going into yeah. the weekend, didn't you? Yeah, so when, when it was Vettel Bottas and Paul with Verstappen second, I was like, oh, that's easy max win then in the wet. Yes, Bottas yeah. is horrendous. He's going to spin out 16 times again. But then Bottas surprised us all by not spinning. No. Winning at a canter. Yeah, it so was a pretty play. dominant display, like we said earlier on. Yeah. He kind of just won it. It was like, yeah, I'm off to Alpha. Yeah, see you later. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah, I think I'm more than happy to give that to Bottas then. So Bottas yeah. has won best non-race win of the year and best dri- best surprise <laughs> drive of the year. Then yeah, we love Bottas here. Worst Never surprise drive. I've I, I've gone for one you've probably forgotten about, because um, I've gone for uh, Perez in Austria, where obviously he got unfortunately pushed into gravel by Norris at the start, yep. and then from there on spent the whole race just killing everyone yeah um specifically leclerc where he just every time leclerc he was, he was overtake, he just shoved him off yeah so it wasn't it wasn't great driving from perez at all no nope. and especially when his teammate dominated and he was busy fighting ferraris for sixth yes yeah if gazi does that he gets executed gets gets the boot so yeah yeah i had yet to be honest forgot about that one i've gone with two from the same grand prix hmm. hamilton at monaco yeah, that was true, actually. And Ricardo at Monaco. Mm. Hamilton was terrible. Hamilton is such a fraud at Monaco, though. He absolutely loves bigging himself up because he's like Ayrton Senna reincarnated. And then every time he goes to Monaco... But like we always say, he is an Ayrton reincarnated. He's Alain yeah, Prost. he's not. And it's hilarious because he thinks he's Senna. I don't think he believes he is... he is anymore. No, he doesn't. And I think in many like... ways, he's a lot better than <clears throat> Senna. He's a much more well-rounded driver. Yeah, he's a much better rounded, which is why Prost is better than Senna as well, because he was, had much more smooth edges. <laughs> but then Senna beat Prost, as we kind of well, saw this year, to be honest, many the times. Yeah. By the end of this year, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was I suppose. Senna versus but yeah, Prost. Hamilton's never been that good at Monaco, I don't think. No, it's not been his best track most years. Then again, generally... He hasn't had a car that's particularly suited to Monaco either. Because most of his cars are designed to win championships, not designed to win, have all the aero on them. Yeah, I suppose. But Bottas pocketed him in qualifying. He spent the entire race weekend battling Alpha Towers and Seb. Or Gasly very, and Seb, really. Very non... Like, he was an absolute pleb in the end afterwards as well. I don't remember that. To be fair, it was the one race I didn't watch <laughs> this year in life. He was all like... Uh... Have you got a lot to learn from from this race? And he was like, "Well, our team has. I did all I could." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is not the best attitude, no. I think, from a seven-time world champion. And let's be fair. And if you want to be argued as the greatest qualifier of all time, you can't be half second off your teammate around the driver's track as well. Yeah, yeah. It was just like Gasly. Yeah, what is that? a very, very odd weekend from Hamilton. Yeah, like you feel like there was something else going on there that we might hear about, in like his autobiography or something like that. 
Oh, I'm so looking forward to that. Oh, can, that is going to be such Why a Why did they swap the engineers in 2016? Yeah, that is going to be such know. a... There's so <laughs> many... Like, Spygate... Um, obviously, 2008, 2009, 2010, <laughs> 2012, 2011... Pretty much every year. Every year. There's massive talking points. Yeah. There's, that is going to be such so a much. read down the line. Um... And then, of course, Ricardo again, like we mentioned, obviously running those streets. Running the... Has it on his helmet as he gets lapped by Lando. Lapped by his teammate, yeah. I think, for me, that was the glaringly bad race weekend of the year. So much hype as well going into, obviously, with a Gulf McLaren as well. Ricardo going, this is where I'm back. And it just fell apart for Ricardo. I'd rather give it to Hamilton, because we've already slandered Ricardo in this video. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Hamilton didn't get lapped by his teammate. Bottas was going to finish second that race. Yep. And Hamilton would have been eighth then if Bottas finished. That's horrendous. Oh, I'd, I'd happily give it to both of them, I think. <laughs> I, don't, I can't, in my right mind, yeah. I can't let Ricardo off like forward watch four for that. seconds off getting lapped. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I I'm happy to give that to both of them. I feel okay. Is is that fair? Are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fraud in Monaco. Yeah, frauds in Monaco. Monaco frauds. Yeah, the guys that get paid the big bucks, <laughs> and Hamilton normally earns his big bucks. But yeah, yeah, not this year. Frauds in Monaco. Exactly, exactly. Um, but there we go then, Jamie. I think that's us done for the Driver of the Year awards here in F1 at 2021. Um, like we said, we've definitely missed out some glaringly obvious ones, so let us know down in the comments below. Um, but yeah, anything else you'd like to add? Not really, I don't think. No? No? Just that Hamilton definitely isn't retiring, the one bit of news this week. Yes, yeah, that was... Yeah, <laughs> Hamilton's not going to retire, let's be fair. I cannot angry. wait for that to bite us back. Rosberg beat him again in uh, Extreme E, two out of two. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Well, not really two out of two. It's two, two v two so well, far, isn't it? Really, you're only as good as your last two championships. I'll behave. Um, <laughs> behave, yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I'd just like to obviously mention quickly. You know, the podcasts aren't going away anytime now. Of course, I hope everyone has a wonderful Christmas. Obviously, we'll hopefully be back next Monday, or next Tuesday. Sorry, even uh, obviously before New Year as well. Uh, so we'll sort of talk more then. Uh, I've got we've got like a few different ideas for things we want to do obviously between now and next season. So yeah, there's certainly going to be a lot of like pre-season hype and things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's anything else to add apart from hopefully Jamie, you feel better soon as well. Uh, by next oh, podcast, you. you should be coming out of isolation, shouldn't you? Yeah, I'll be at home, but I won't be at home on Christmas Day, unfortunately. No, no, but... that's that's a bit of that's right in the feels, isn't it? Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> Thank you all so much for watching, though. I want to personally say a massive thank you as well for 29,000 subscribers. We've almost hit 30k. You guys are insane. I think we were, like, on 26k last week. You guys are smashing well, out okay. the park. Yeah, it's, it's mad at the moment. Um, it's all me carrying a channel. That's the thing. It, exactly. This podcast is <laughs> clapping it for us. But, yeah, thank you all so much for watching, nonetheless. And, yeah, we'll be back next week out. Not quite decided what we're going to do yet. But, yeah, we'll see you guys very, very soon.